You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Jeremiah 13.1 through 15.21. 70 verses today. Thus says the Lord to me, Go and buy a linen loincloth, and put it around your waist, and do not dip it in water. So I bought a loincloth according to the word of the Lord and put it around my waist. And the word of the Lord came to me a second time. Take the loincloth that you have bought, which is around your waist, and arise. Go to the Euphrates and hide it there in the cleft of a rock. So I went and hid it by the Euphrates as the Lord commanded me. And after many days the Lord said to me, Arise, go to the Euphrates and take from there the loincloth that I commanded you to hide there. Then I went to the Euphrates and dug, and I took the loincloth from a place where I had hidden it. And behold, the loincloth was spoiled. It was good for nothing. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Thus says the Lord, Even so will I spoil the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. This evil people who refuse to hear my words, who stubbornly follow their own heart and have gone after other gods to serve them and worship them, shall be like this loincloth, which is good for nothing. For as the loincloth clings to the waist of a man, so I made the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah cling to me, declares the Lord, that they might be for me a people, a name, a praise, and a glory. But they would not listen. You shall speak to them this word. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, every jar shall be filled with wine. And they will say to you, Do we not indeed know that every jar will be filled with wine? Then you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will fill with drunkenness all the inhabitants of this land, the kings who sit in David's throne, the priests, the prophets, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and I will dash them, one another, against another, fathers and sons together, declares the Lord. I will not pity or spare or have compassion that I should not destroy them. Hear and give ear. Do not be proud, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he brings darkness, before your feet stumble on the twilight mountains, and while you look for light, he turns it into gloom and makes it deep darkness. But if you will not listen, my soul will weep in secret for your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly and run down with tears because the Lord's flock has been taken captive. Say to the king and the queen mother, Take a lowly seat, for your beautiful crown has come down from your head. The cities of the Negev are shut up, with none to open them. All Judah is taken into exile, wholly taken into exile. Lift up your eyes and see those who come from the north. Where is the flock that was given you, your beautiful flock? What will you say when they set a head over you, those whom you yourselves have taken to be friends to you? 
Will not pangs take hold of you like those of a woman in labor? And if you say in your heart, Why have these things come upon me? It is for the greatness of your iniquity that your skirts are lifted up, and you suffer violence. Can the Ethiopian change his skin, or the leopard his spots? Then also you can do good, you who are accustomed to do evil. I will scatter you like chaff driven by the wind from the desert. This is your lot. The portion I have measured out to you, declares the Lord, because you've forgotten me and trusted in lies. I myself will lift up your skirts over your face, and your shame will be seen. I have seen your abominations, your adulteries and nayings, your lewd whorings on the hills and the field. Woe to you, O Jerusalem! How long will it be before you are made clean? The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah concerning the drought. Judah mourns, and her gates languish. Her people lament on the ground, and the cry of Jerusalem goes up. Her nobles send their servants for water. They come to the cisterns, they find no water. They return with their vessels empty. They are ashamed and confounded and cover their heads. Because of the the ground that is dismayed, since there is no rain on the land, the farmers are ashamed. They cover their heads. Even the doe in the field forsakes her newborn fawn, because there is no grass. The wild donkeys stand on the bare heights. They pant for air like jackals. Their eyes fail because there is no vegetation. Though our iniquities testify against us, act, O Lord, for your name's sake. For our backslidings are many. We have sinned against you. O you hope of Israel, its Savior in time of trouble, why should you be like a stranger in the land, like a traveler who turns aside to tarry for a night? Why should you be like a man confounded, like a mighty warrior who cannot save? Yet you, O Lord, are in the midst of us, and we are called by your name. Do not leave us. Thus says the Lord concerning this people. They have loved to wander thus. They have not restrained their feet. Therefore the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. The Lord said to me, Do not pray for the welfare of this people. Though they fast, I will not hear their cry. And though they offer burnt offering and grain offering, I will not accept them. But I will consume them by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, the prophets say to them, You shall not see the sword, nor shall you have famine, but I will give you assured peace in this place. And the Lord said to me, The prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them to speak to them. They're prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and deceit of their own minds. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, although I did not send them, and who say sword and famine shall not come upon the land. By sword and famine, those prophets shall be consumed. And the people to whom they prophesy shall be cast out into the streets of Jerusalem, victims of famine and sword, with none to bury them, them, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, for I will pour out their evil upon them. You shall say to them this word, Let my eyes run down with tears night and day, and let them not cease, for the virgin daughter of my people is shattered with a great wound, with a very grievous blow. If I go out into the field, behold, those pierced by the sword. And if I enter the city, behold, the disease of famine. For both prophet and priest ply their trade through the land and have no knowledge. Have you utterly rejected Judah? Does your soul loathe Zion? 
Why have you struck us down so that there is no healing for us? We looked for peace, but no good came. For a time of healing, but behold, terror. We acknowledged our wickedness, O Lord, and the iniquity of our fathers, for we have sinned against you. Do not spurn us for your namesake. Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Remember and do not break your covenant with us. Are there any among the false gods of the nations that can bring rain? Or can the heavens give showers? Are you not he, O Lord our God? We set our hope on you, for you do all these things. Then the Lord said to me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my heart would not turn toward this people. Send them out of my sight and let them go. And when they ask you, Where shall we go? You shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, Those who are for pestilence, to pestilence. And those who are for the sword, to the sword. Those who are for famine, to famine. And those who are for captivity, to captivity. I will appoint over them four kinds of destroyers, declares the Lord. The sword to kill, the dogs to tear, the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. And I will make them a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth because of what Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem. Who will have pity on you, O Jerusalem? Or who will grieve for you? Who will turn aside to ask about your welfare? You've rejected me, declares the Lord. You keep going backwards. So I've stretched out my hand against you and destroyed you. I'm weary of relenting. I've winnowed them with a winnowing fork in the gates of the land. I've bereaved them. I've destroyed my people. They did not turn from their ways. I've made their widows more in number than the sand of the seas. I've brought against the mothers of the young men a destroyer at noonday. I've made anguish and terror fall upon them suddenly. She who bore seven has grown feeble. She's fainted away. Her son went down while it was yet day. She's been shamed and disgraced, and the rest of them I will give the sword before their enemies, declares the Lord. Woe is me, my mother, that you bore me, a man of strife and contention to the whole land. I've not lent, nor have I borrowed, yet all of them curse me. The Lord said, Have I not set you free for their good? Have I not pleaded for you before the enemy in the time of trouble and in the time of distress? Can one break iron, iron from the north and bronze? Your wealth and your treasures I give as spoil without price for all your sins. Throughout all your territory, I'll make you serve your enemies in a land that you do not know. For in my anger, a fire is kindled that shall burn forever. O Lord, you know. Remember me and visit me. And take vengeance for, my, for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, take me not away. Know that for your sake I bear reproach. Your words were found, and I ate them. And your word became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of revelers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone because your hand was upon me, and you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Therefore thus says the Lord, If you return, I will restore you, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, 
but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. Today we, we start with one of those stories that we don't teach the kids in Sunday school where uh, the Lord declares to Jeremiah to go buy this loincloth, essentially a, a pair of underwear, and, and to wear it without washing it, and then to go walk a long, long way to the Euphrates River to bury it in, near the Euphrates and then to come home and then wait a long, long time and then go back to the Euphrates, dig up this loincloth, and then he says, just like this loincloth is no longer good for anything. It is ruined. It is spoiled. It is a mess. It's disgusting. That's what Judah and Israel have become to me. You're good for nothing. You're spoiled. You are disgusting. You have become an absolute mess. And that's, the, that's what God is, is commenting on the state of of the nations that he loves, that he has created. Good for nothing. He talks him. One of the things that really hit me when I was reading this right now is that he, he, he talks about, he, he says, I say to you that every jar shall be filled with wine. And, and you say, yeah, we already know that. Every jar is going to be filled with wine. Just that attitude of, uh, uh, of cockiness, that pride, that arrogance, not a thankfulness, not a, not a gratitude, but assumed favor, assumed blessing, and just a, a taking for granted the, the tremendous gifts of the Lord. And the Lord hates it. He, he hates that you've become arrogant. He hates that Israel and Judah have, have taken for granted all of the gifts that he has given him because it leads towards pride and and, and self-indulgence and foolishness, which ultimately lead towards death. And the Lord hates things that lead towards death. The Lord leads towards life, always. But for some reason, well, not for some reason, because of sin, we, we always bend towards death. We always, if left alone for long enough, a society is going to bend towards death. It's going to run in that direction, which is insanity and yet it happens time and again and the Lord here is warning them yet again that judgment is coming judgment is coming he sends uh, a drought Israel prays on behalf uh, uh, sorry uh, Jeremiah prays on behalf of of Judah and and the Lord is telling him listen this is one of the scariest things he says don't pray for this people they they are so corrupt don't pray for them because I am going to send them into exile I said that I would back in 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 Deuteronomy when when I first announced that you guys were going to go into this promised land I told you that if you turned your back on me I would send you into exile and from exile you're going to cry out to me and I will hear you and I will bring you back into the land but we're at that tipping point I will send you into exile 
it's it's going to happen. And and Jeremiah is now competing against all of these other prophets who are in the in in the land in in Jerusalem, and they're speaking good things, saying that the Lord isn't going to judge us. He he has promised good for us. And like, how do you compete with people who are just lying on behalf of the Lord? Uh, ultimately, it's a patience thing. Who is going to be justified? Wisdom is justified by her actions, and and Jeremiah is comforted by the Lord saying, they're lying. I didn't, I didn't send them and they're going to, they're going to die just like the rest of the people who have turned their back on me. And so Jeremiah is wrestling a lot with the Lord through this section. He, he, he doesn't like, he's, he's weary. He is trying to announce to this people to, to repent, to come back to the Lord. He's trying to get them to see the gravity of their of their sin, to see the, the gravity of the situation, uh, but they don't see it because they're comfortable, they're fat and happy, and they are assuming upon the Lord's favor, and that's a tough place to be if you know the truth and, and they don't care about it, and so the Lord does comfort Jeremiah and say, like, listen, I'm going to make you a bronze wall, you're going to be strong, I'm going to be with you. Uh, and I'm going to deliver you out of the hand of the wicked to redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. And that's where it ends for today. And so as we wrap up today, I would ask you to consider those same questions. What does this section of scripture reveal to you about the character of God? What does he want you to know about who he is? What does this section of scripture reveal to you about yourself? about your own heart, about your own attitudes, about the attitudes of those who are around you, about the the society in which you live. What does this section of scripture tell you about humanity? And then finally, what was it that the Lord was stirring up while we were reading it? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.